Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now with me, Nicola Mercer. Today's a solo episode and it's a bit of a shorter episode. It's a topic that I decided I wanted to talk about after being asked this pretty powerful question last week when I was holding a workshop. And the question was, now that you live healthy, is it a battle to stay healthy? And I thought it was such a good question because I do hear that people think living and being healthy is hard work, that it's tough that it takes effort. And I think there's a bit of a camp as well who think that being healthy means restricting yourself, denying yourself, living a bit of a boring lifestyle, that it means you can't do the fun things. And so on the back of that, a lot of people have a perception that when you are healthy, you aren't really living in a way that you wish you could because you're having to hold yourself back from doing the fun, enjoyable stuff so that you can remain healthy. So thank you to the person who asked this question to me last week because you've inspired a full podcast episode on this topic. So I haven't prepped anything. I've just you know, got some thoughts in my head about what I want to share with you. And it's really from the heart because for me, the answer's simple, it's a no. And I'm going to tell you why it's that. And I think it's diving into that, which is going to help you to see why living healthy is maybe different to what you've been thinking it is. And also, I hope you're going to see that it's much easier and it brings much more benefits all around than perhaps what you've been able to persuade yourself of so far. So I'm going to take you back to how I used to feel and that wasn't very healthy, that's for sure. Even when I was trying to take steps to work out, steps to look after myself, to, you know, feel better than I was, then even though I was, you know, going to the gym or trying to eat healthy. I still didn't feel in a very healthy place. I'd struggled with anxiety and panic disorder for many years. Where I am now, it's been 28 years since that first started. So most of my adult life. And with that came a belief that there was something wrong with me, that in some way I was defunct, if you like. And that naturally impacted my self-belief and self-worth because I thought that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't normal like everybody else. And so the story began and that story ran consistently through my mind for years. I was telling myself that, you know, I was a failure, that 
because of how I felt I was wasting my life, that it was my fault, that there must be something inherently wrong somewhere and I was constantly searching for a solution to that. You know, I lacked confidence. I didn't want to speak out, not just, you know, literally verbally speaking out in situations like a meeting or or presentation or with a group of friends or something, but I just didn't want to be seen or heard because I really feared how I would react because I was living like on a knife edge, really, all of the time. I was in that constant state of fight or flight. I was waiting for someone to discover the real me, the me that was a freak that had something very wrong with them, something embarrassingly wrong with them. So living with such low self-belief and self-worth meant I had very little self-esteem. I didn't like who I was. And when you're feeling like that internally, and that's pretty consistent to be feeling, or was consistent for me to be feeling like that, then you, you know, you don't feel good you are always running that story through your mind so that that's having an impact mentally and physically, which I didn't realise back then. I didn't realise that I was contributing to the anxiety that I had. So whatever that root cause had been initially for the anxiety and, and was then behind it being a part of my life and who I was going forward, because of um the the very negative self-talk that was going on, that very damaging inner critic I had internally, that was adding fuel to the fire because that was reinforcing the belief I had that there was something wrong with me. And what was happening when I was, you know, running those very harmful, derogatory types of thoughts through my mind was that they were making things happen internally from both a physiological point of view and mentally so if you take when I say physiological that's your body that's you know the 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 biological type of stuff the more practical things in in terms of you know what what we might um describe as as symptoms you know things that we actually feel or see in our body so migraines for an example, one of them, gut problems. I had terrible irritable bowel syndrome, excessive bloating on a regular basis, constipation, and then the opposite with needing to go to the toilet frequently. Um, I had the shakes a lot, palpitations, um, reduced appetite and increased appetite. It could vary. Lots of colds and flus. So, you know, I didn't know that what I was struggling with was actually causing a lot of those physical things to come about. So I was always at the doctors asking for help. You know, I wanted to get to the problem of why I seemed to have a cold and literally a few days later, I'd feel better and then get another cold or even a flu. You know, I could be bedridden and have a cough for months. People at work used to comment and say, God, you're always poorly. I became very embarrassed about it. And I had no idea that the way I was with myself was contributing to that. And I know that now with hindsight and the learnings I have, but I didn't know that back then. From a mental point of view, those negative thoughts and feelings and and words I was using towards myself were doing more harm. You know, they they were really 
exasperating the anxiety that I had. They were making me very stressed, very overwhelmed, very reactive. I was very volatile. I, I could become angry, aggressive even. I had very little patience. So, you know, the mental side was also being impacted. Now, when I was in that very negative downward spiral, that was all I knew. That was just who I was. I thought I'm a negative person. I'm a cup half full person. That's just how I am. I always go to the negative. I always get hyper stressed about things. And I just truly believed that was me. That was my personality. And being anxious and having those physical reactions when I had a panic attack was something wrong inside of me. And that was something I could never fix. And this is where it's very important because. In answer to the question I had about whether it's a battle to be healthy, and the answer is no, it's because whatever state you live in, that becomes your norm. That is all you know. They are your habits. And remember that I always say habits are your superpower. Now, they can work against you or they can work for you. And in my story, when I was caught in that very negative downward spiral of ill mental and physical health, it was easier to stay where I was because that's all I knew. That was my norm. That was all my mind and brain knew. The story that I had told myself about not being good enough, having something very wrong with me, being a failure, was my reality because your brain doesn't know the truth from fiction. So then when you're on the reverse of that and you're somebody who is the opposite of what I've just described, so somebody who has strong mental and physical health, someone who talks kindly and supports themselves, that upward spiral I refer to this as, when you get into that upward spiral, that becomes all you know. They're your habits and habits are your superpower. So when you're in the upward versus the downward spiral, it is very easy to stay there because that becomes your identity. It becomes who you are. Your habits are your identity or they create your identity. So now that I'm healthy, one, I love feeling strong. I love being in control and taking actions to look after myself and then get the output of the way I feel. I love that I now have confidence and self-belief and this way that I feel is something I didn't even wish for when I was how I used to be. I wanted to be different, I want to have confidence but this, this is another level to where I ever imagined I could get to. I really didn't think I would ever get any better than where I was. So I don't want to let this go but it's not hard work to stay here because it's become who I am and that's the key. Your habits create who you are, they create your identity. And so then you live that way because it's who you are and it's normal to you. Those habits flow in your life. I'm not remembering to eat healthy. I'm not forcing myself to exercise. I'm not having to force myself to not go on my phone on a night and pick it up the minute I open my eyes. I'm not having to remember that I should support myself and encourage myself and reflect on what I'm doing and 
even when I've failed or things go wrong, I'm not having to, you know, remember to not beat myself up and be very self-critical because I've built habits that are the opposite of what I used to have. Now, that part was hard work and it was a long journey. And that's why I'm here, to make sure it's not hard work and a long journey for you. It's probably going to be some hard work, truth be known, but it won't be the 28-year journey that I've had to get where I am now. So your habits are your superpower. They become who you are. They're there. They're ingrained in the subconscious of your mind. And that's the reason why whether you have good or helpful habits, as I like to call them, or bad or unhelpful habits, they're your default. They're just what you go to. So now that I'm in this kind of upward spiral where I live a very strong life, I have good overall health and well-being. That's through the habits that I've now embedded in my life. And so that's the secret. Your habits help you to stay where you are. But the reverse is true as well. If you're caught in a downward spiral of not taking care of yourself and not feeling good, then you're just going to stay there as well. Because that's your habits. That's what they're playing out. That's the result that comes from the habits that you've got. So it isn't a battle for me to remember to do things to be healthy. And I certainly don't feel that I'm missing out on anything in life and that I'm restricting myself from anything. I feel as though I'm embracing everything that life offers. I feel as though I'm choosing how I'm going to live, the experiences I'm going to have. And I love that I've got so many goals that I'm working towards that I really hope I have come you know, to fruition for me and bring amazing experiences and rewards for my life whether they're short-term goals or much longer-term goals. So the truth is that it's very easy to live the way you live, whichever way that is. So if you're living an unhealthy, pretty bad lifestyle, it's easy. That's all you know. You stay stuck there because it does feel hard to do anything different because that's all you know. That's what your habits are putting out. But when you're living a healthy, in control, pretty balanced lifestyle, and yes, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of things I would love to do more of and, you know, have more habits to help me feel even better. But I'm realistic about what I can do. I'm a single parent. I've got a 15 year old child. I've got a new partner. I'm building my business. I've got a dad who lives on his own. He's 74. I've got friends. You know, I've got things that I want to do for me. So I'm realistic that I can't do everything I wish I could do for my health. But I know that what I'm doing is enough to feel this way. So I'm very satisfied with that right now for where I am in my life. And the consistency piece is key. You know, take, for example, if I go on holiday and, you know, on holiday, I usually do still work out I like to still move and if I can go to a gym if there's one when I'm away or go for runs I drink lots of water still I have hot water with lemon for my breakfast that's just my habit that's who I am you know I probably do indulge in more unhealthy food than I do at home that's for sure especially on the the sugary end of the spectrum and when I come back from holiday I do find oh I've been thrown out of my normal routines and habits and you know, I've got to now pick it up and I can feel that it's a little bit, you know, difficult to 
maybe stop having wine on an evening, stop having dessert. That's, I'd say, the biggest challenge that I have. And, you know, just getting back into a routine, I think, for anyone when you've had time away from the normal routine can be a bit hard. It's because I haven't been consistent. But as soon as I start, and it's easy to start now, much easier than it used to be, because I'm just picking up things that are who I am. They're my identity and they align with my values. And that's key. Know what you want and and then create a life in alignment with that. So I said this is going to be a short episode. I hope I've given you food for thought there. And I'm going to leave you with five tips, five things that can help you to build these helpful habits that become your superpower so that you can feel better and live a healthier life and you can live it in a way that isn't hard work, that doesn't feel like you're always having to battle and try and put effort in and that it's just not natural in who you are because that's not sustainable and I'm all about a sustainable, healthy lifestyle where you do feel great every day. So, Five tips. The first one is to know how you want to live and why this is important to you. This is key because if you don't know what you're working towards, then you're not going to make change happen. If you just say, oh, I'm going to get healthy, but there's no oomph behind it. You haven't got, you know, the detail about what it means to you and what health really is about, then it's a pretty fluffy goal and one that's unlikely to happen. So know how you want to live and why this is important to you. Then the second one is to vision that. And I don't just mean go, yeah, I want to be healthy. Oh yeah, I can see myself, you know, going out for runs and this and that. Maybe running is a part of that vision. But create a story. Imagine that you're writing a chapter for a book, for example, and then it becomes a film. And really picture that like it is real in 3D with colours, with noise, with smells, with feelings, you know, vibrancy, everything, like you're at the movies watching a film. Get a vision of how you want your life to be and how you want to feel and put that in as a daily practice. Now, this doesn't need to take extra time. This is something you could do when you wake up on a morning and just literally take a minute to just lie before you let yourself become fully conscious to step into this vision, this film chapter that you've made about how you want to feel. You could do it in the shower. You could do it at the end of your work. And day is a nice little way to switch between work mode and maybe family mode. Just take five minutes with a cup of tea and sit somewhere quiet if that's possible. Maybe it's before you go to bed. Maybe it's, you know, in the bath on an evening or something like that. But there are times where you can habit stack this. That's putting it onto an existing habit you've already got. So it's not taking any extra time and it becomes a daily practice because visioning is a very, very powerful tool. The third step is to take small steps consistently. And if you follow me on social media, you know I'm all over the small steps. This is what helps you to create habits that become a natural part of your life and who you are. But the key for any habit is that it becomes a habit through consistency. So small steps consistently is number three. Four is to make sure that some of the habits you're building are for your mindset. Because building that self-belief in who you are, what you're capable of, how you want to feel and live and what you want to achieve and all of that stuff is key for making any change. And especially when it comes to health. So make sure that some of the habits 
even if it's one or two habits that you, you build into your toolkit are for your mindset. And this is so powerful because when you feel strong in your mindset, this has that big ripple effect of feeling like, yeah, I want more of this. And that's what it's about. You know, go back to what I explained about that upward spiral and the way I feel now and how I don't want to lose that feeling and that I love living this way. So it's become very natural. A lot of the shifts that I made that that got me to that point were the mindset stuff. And the final tip is to inspire yourself. And hopefully this podcast is one of those ways you're doing that. Because when you surround yourself with things, with people, with information that is about what you're trying to achieve, you're more likely for that change to happen. For me, one of the big things, and I've been reflecting on this actually this week when I did a podcast uh, guest episode with somebody else on their podcast, was about the body coach. And if you know me, you're going to be laughing right now because I love the body coach, aka Joe Wicks. But Honestly, seriously, he was a big catalyst for my ultimate change. He inspired me in a way that I'd never been inspired before. What I took on board from him about a whole person approach to health was what really helped push me towards where I am now to ultimately be a transformational health coach, running my own business, having this podcast. And, you know, when I started to take on board his learnings and his values and expose myself to other people in a similar type of role or or industry and so on then I got more of that and then I've found that work even bigger since I've set my business up and exposed myself to even more people who inspire me people like um for example Mel Robbins is a big one um, Katie Hill, I'm in her membership. She's an amazing inspiration. Lisa Johnson. There's so many people who I, I, you know, kind of follow religiously, if you like, on social media and read their books or, or podcast listens and so on. But, you know, the community that you're part of, again, going back to how we've um, evolved as humans, we are part of a tribe, we're part of communities and we become a part of those communities. We take on board what is there in that community. So if we if we build intentionally our own community, being that through books, podcasts, our own curated social media feed, the friends, people we spend time with, that has a massive impact on how we are as individuals. So if you want to be different, if you want to be healthier, then make sure that you are feeding your mind with the right kind of content. And I say this is not just social media. This is, you know, in, in friendships, relationships as well as any other development knowledge you're taking on board. So just to quickly recap, five habits that you could start to you know, think about to put in place to help you live that healthy lifestyle that isn't a battle, that is very much a part of who you are, is to know how you want to live and why this is important to you. To vision this and make that visioning a part of your daily practice. So build a habit somewhere in your day to do that every single day. 
Third one is to take small steps consistently. The fourth is to build habits for your mindset to have that strong self-belief. And the fifth one is to inspire yourself. Surround yourself with the right people and content. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, any feedback is very welcomed. I love connecting with people who've listened to the podcast. And please, if you can take just a couple of minutes to give me a rating, to subscribe, I would appreciate that massively. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.